Hello, world. You are listening to Townley Money Basics, the podcast that helps you improve your financial knowledge. I am your host, Sean Townley. Happy New Year's, world. It's Townley Money Basics here in 2022, all for a new season. I'm glad you can make it. I'm glad you hung in there. I hope you enjoyed the rebroadcast. Here we go with another set, another season. We're going to make it fun. We're going to make it enjoyable. I hope you like the little bit of changes I made, a little tweak here and there. A little way we're going to do the format maybe a little differently, but the experiment goes on. So bear with me and give me feedback. Give me feedback in your comments. Tell me what you like on your favorite podcasting type software. Today, we're going to talk about money. You and money. What does that mean? Well, we're kind of doing a restart since it's the start of a new year. I figured I'd go back to the beginning and talk about you and money. And then we'll break down each of these concepts as we go. So if you've listened to this podcast before, welcome back. If you're new to the show, then by all means, we're going to start from the beginning. And that's where everyone has to begin. And we're going to start talking about you and money. And hopefully over the time of the journey of this year, you will get to know money a little bit better. Money will get to know you a little bit better, and we can start to make money work for us instead of us having to work for money. So what is money? Money is an object that we use to trade for goods and services. But here's the thing. Here's the secret. We just made it up. Money is something that just, poof, we kind of invented, sort of like time. Money and time really don't exist. They just are ways for us to hold values in our mind. How do we hold the passage of time? We create a clock to help us show the passage of time. How do we know what things are worth? We create an object. We call it money. And that gives us value to certain goods and services. I'll explain more. If you're confused, don't be. Because I'm going to go into further detail throughout the year, actually. We're going to talk about it. So... Think about this. No other species on earth uses money. It's just us silly humans. Why do we do it? Well, we're, we like to think ourselves as a little bit more civilized. We have opposable thumbs. And there are ways that animals do kind of conduct their own sort of commerce as they go. But for the most part, they're just hunting, gathering. They're, they're looking for food, looking to sleep, and trying to conserve as much energy as possible. We do that as well but we have a little bit more complicated life. So we have to, in order to trade things, we need to be able to have a a trusted mutual object that we can negotiate with. And I'll get more into that in just a little bit. So it's an agreement that we hold in society. Now, the reason why the dollar is worth $1 is because we as a society, and, and you know, the society could be, Outside the United States, it could be as big as the world. When someone puts a dollar bill in your hand, you know that that's good. It's backed up. It's it's an agreement between society that, hey, that is going to hold its value going forward. If you go with some other money, if you have a Russian ruble or or if you use other currencies, those don't have as much weight. You'd be hard-pressed to go into, into Canada with Mexican pesos and use them. I don't know if many people are going to do that. In fact, I don't know too many Canadians that take the American dollar, to be honest with you. They have their own money. 
They don't need our stinking money. So, But if you go into Mexico, by contrast, and you want to use American dollars, they'll take it all day long, at least at all the places I've been to. I mean, they certainly take their own currency, but they'll take the American dollar as well. So what are the different money types? Well, there's basically four money types. There is commodity. This is ways that you would barter. This is so we would trade one thing for another. So if I have a bicycle and you have a guitar and we think that those are pretty equal, we could trade those. That's called bartering. You could also barter for services. I work on computers and I have a friend of mine that is more of a carpenter and he's much better at building things. So sometimes I will trade services with him. He will do some work for me. In exchange, I will work on his computers without charging him money. So that, that's a bartering system. So that's the first kind, the commodity. That's a bartering system. It's where you're exchanging something. A lot of people will invest in gold and silver because they feel like if money ever went away, that that would be something that holds value. But we'll talk more about that also later. The second type of money is called fiat. Now, fiat money is government-declared legal tender, usually is distributed with bills and coins. The United States dollar is a fiat currency. Now, what's interesting about that is that the U.S. Mint can print as much money as they want whenever they want, and then it's up to the usually the Federal Reserve to decide how much money is going to go out into the wild. And so we can print as much money as we need. The thing about it is, is that cash is becoming less and less the dominant sort of way we do business. In fact, it's only a very small percentage. The last time I looked it up, it's only about 7% of all the money that we use. Now think about that. When you get paid, normally you get paid, if you work for someone else, you may have direct deposit. Well, they never actually hand you cash. They just deposit money into your bank. Now, whether you go to the bank and get it out as cash or not is up to you. But some people, you can use credit cards. You can move around with debit cards. You can move money around in all kinds of ways. You can use a credit card and then pay it from your bank account. There's no cash exchange there. So kind of mind-blowing. But fiat, that's government-declared legal tender. So the American dollars, the 20s, the 10s, all the coins that we use, Think of that as fiat. And we can exchange those when we go into a place, we know that a dollar's worth a dollar. And if something, if you see something on a sign and there's a certain price on it and you have that much of a currency, then you can buy that item, usually with no questions asked. The third type of money is fiduciary. This is promised money like checks and banknotes. So if you've ever walked into a store and written a check, I know, you don't really see this much anymore. Sometimes you'll see it with some of our older generations and they'll actually write checks for groceries or they'll write checks for their electric bill. They go into the different places and, and less and less places are taking checks. But think about this, it's just a promissory note that I'm giving you basically an IOU and then my bank will settle with you later. Now, in the old days, in, in the last millennia, the last century as it were, you could write checks and it might take days for those things to, to clear your bank. In today's society, it's not, it doesn't take near as long. You can see where there would be a problem if you wrote a check, you gave it to someone, then you went out and you spent money or you wrote several checks. By the time those checks hit your bank, you don't have enough money. Now you're overdrawn. It's a little bit harder to do that today, but you can still do it. 
if people still take your checks. But less and less establishments are starting to take checks for that very reason, because if they bounce, there seems to be, you know, it takes a lot of, it's a lot of hassle to deal with. So they'd rather just have the cash or they'd like you to use your credit card or debit card because they get their money instantaneously. The final type is called commercial bank money. This is bank debt that can be exchanged for real money. So what does that mean? So if you go out and get a, you want to buy a car and you don't have enough money to do it, you're probably going to have to go to a bank to get approved for a loan. And what does that mean? So you have a car that say it's worth $50,000. You want that car, but you don't have $50,000. The bank is basically going to issue you credit and then in turn you'll be indebted to them but they'll issue you credit in that amount they'll make the person you're buying the car from whole they'll give them their money and then now you have a transaction with the bank that gave you the money or lent you the money to buy that so that car sometimes has what's called a lien on it so the bank would be entitled to repossess that if they don't get their money from you the car basically is guaranteeing the loan. I know it's a lot to think about. So in recap, there's there's four types of money. There's commodity. Commodity is where you're actually trading things or goods and services, not like for like. There is fiat. That is the actual cash in our society, dollars and cents. There is fiduciary. That's the IOU when I write a check or if I write a promissory note that I'm going to pay you back at some point, or my bank will pay you back as soon as the transactions run through. And then there's commercial bank, where you are going to go into debt in order to receive a good or service for right now. So, Also, things you'll, you, you need to understand about money is that money is neutral. It's not good. It's not evil. So when you think about Rich people, do you think they're bad people? Do you think they're good people? I think sometimes society likes to put labels on folks, like if they have a lot of money, they must be doing something wrong to have all that money. But if you think about it, the money itself is neutral. It doesn't really care whether you're a good person or a bad person. It is just holding a place of value in our society. I know that's kind of hard to get your head around, but... It really is just like a report card. It just so happens that this person has you know, enough money to, to consider themselves a millionaire. That doesn't make them any better of a person or any less of a person who doesn't have enough money to consider themselves a millionaire or even a hundred thousandaire, if that's even a saying. So I don't want you to think about money as good or evil. You need to think of it as really being neutral. It's just a means to an end. It's a tool to help us trade goods and services. And, and without it, it would be very difficult for us to decide on what things cost. So in that way, I think it's for the benefit of society. Still not good, still not evil. So the other thing I like to talk about is why is money so taboo? I mean, do you feel comfortable talking about money? I mean, many people do not. I was lucky enough to grow up in a family where we would talk about money pretty openly compared to some of my friends. And so we would talk about how money works because when we come into this world and we start dealing with money, we don't really understand how it works, right? So, I mean, we just know that we need it. We need a lot of it. We want more of it. 
But it's not really the money that we want. It's the things that money can buy, right? I mean, I mean, money itself, bills, I mean, those that cash and coin and those credit cards. I mean, I guess you can bake a little house out of them. You can make some cool folded jewelry out of the bills. But at the end of the day, really what you want is what money can buy, not the money itself. So... Ask yourself, where did you learn about money? Did you watch it just by kind of watching your parents or your family or your friends around you? Or did somebody sit down with you and kind of explain what it's for, why you need it, how you get more of it, and then maybe how to make it work for you? I think a lot of people talk about the first few things, that that you need to go to school to get a good job. You need to get a good job so you can make more money. You need to get a lot of money so you can buy lots of things. But that's not necessarily the recipe for success, in, in my opinion. Sometimes I think maybe you don't need to go to school. I know that's that's like, what, what are you talking about, Sean? But there are other ways to make money by not going to school. I mean, you have to go through your, your primary and your secondary schools. You have to get through high school, I should say. that That is required. But when you go to college, maybe not everybody needs to go to college. Maybe you don't want to have a job that requires you to go to college. Maybe you start your own business. And that's really what's happening a lot today in 2022. A lot of people found that they could start their own businesses. You don't need a degree to do that. So why would you go into student debt for that? But that will be explained in a later episode. So where did you learn about money? I mean, think about that. And as as we go through these episodes... I'd like to hear from you where you learn from money because I, I will be sharing where I learned from money. So, and then how do you feel at the end of the day? How do you feel about money? I mean, do you feel comfortable in it? Do you understand? I think I know how it works. I have enough of it. I feel comfortable. I don't really have any wants. I can pretty much go out and get what I want, you know, what, what I need. I can cover my, my basics, my food, shelter, you know, and, and security, I can make sure that I'm not, I'm living in a good enough neighborhood. Or do you dread money? Like you don't want to talk about it because you don't have it and you're constantly thinking about it because maybe you can't make ends meet. Maybe you do have to think about where your next meal is coming from. And that's a shame. But I think as we go through this process, we can help you break that cycle going forward. So so, hey, this is the first episode of the year. I'm really excited about starting 2022. We're going we're gonna to have a lot of fun with it. I'm trying to break it down into bite-sized pieces so that anyone who's not familiar, or if you're young and you haven't been able to find anybody else that can help explain about money, hopefully this is the place for you. I'm going to go into some very basic topics week over week, and then I'm going to try to build, use those as building blocks to help build your financial IQ. And then eventually we're gonna build systems so that as we go out into the world and we make money, we wanna start eventually getting it to where that money starts working for us instead of us having to trade our time and talents for money. So reach out to me. You can find me at townleytech at gmail.com. That's my email address. So if you have any feedback, please feel free to email me there. I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on LinkedIn at Sean Townley. That's my name, S-H-A-W-N-T-O-W-N-L-E-Y. And then I also have a website, seantownley.com. Definitely reach out to me. Let me know what you think about it. 
whether you have some feedback or if this is the first time you've listened, let me know how this is helping you. If you feel like, you know, that it's not good information, I'd love to get that feedback too. The only way I'm going to improve is to hear back from you about how I'm doing. So until next time. Thank you for listening to Townley Money Basics. Goodbye, world.